Hey, this is Chris Torres. I'm the youth pastor here at Embrace Fellowship Church, and this is the Embrace Students Podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. Thanks for checking us out. I hope that you can enjoy today's message. So, guys, I, I, I'm really excited to start our new four-week series that we're going to be going into. Normally, we do about three-week series, um, and, and then we have a hangout night on the last one, but I, I really feel like this one is just going to be really impactful, and I know that if you can stick around, if you can commit to be here every week this month, that something's going to change, something's going to shift. Now, we took a, a mini poll last month for those who weren't here. And we asked you guys to circle the topics that you wanted to hear us talk about. And so what we did was we took the four most voted topics and we put them into a four-week series. And so this month we're starting a brand new series called You Asked For It. And I'm so overly excited. And listen, I know it's going to change. I I know it's going to change some things for you guys. I know it's going to be very impactful. I'm speaking this week and then we got a couple other guest speakers for the rest of the week. And I cannot wait for you guys to just hear the word of God that they're going to be able to preach for you guys. So listen, we're going to get ready. We're going to get uh, into it. We're going to get started. <clears throat> so let's go ahead uh, and get ready to read. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be starting uh, in Genesis. It's okay if you don't. It will be up here on the screen. But if you have your Bibles, get ready to turn there. Uh, and, and what we're going to be talking about here in week one, guys, is relationships. Relationships. A lot of you guys asked us to talk about relationships. Who here is in a relationship right now? Just by a show of hands. Who here just got out of a relationship? Come on, be honest. Who here say it's complicated? Pastor Chris, it's complicated right now. (laughs) Who's here right now just hoping and scoping, looking for someone? If you're single, raise your hand. Look around. Come on. Listen, relationships, guys, they're complicated. But tonight, I truly believe that we're going to be able to find some truth, some biblical truth, and I'm excited to jump in. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's jump right in. So we see relationships start at the beginning of time. We see it start right at the beginning. And so the Trinity is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? God was here before everything else. And so the Trinity, a little bit hard to explain. It's a whole nother sermon, but it's one being three persons. Listen, it was the very first relationship that there ever was. You know, God was before time was ever created. And so when he begins to to make man, he says, let us make man in our image. He says, let us make man in our image. It was a conversation over creation built from a relationship. And so I want to read that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. It's Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Let's go ahead and pray. God, We just ask right now, Lord, that your spirit would come down. Lord, I pray right now over every single student here, God, that they would set aside every single distraction, God, that they would lean in and take a new approach to this. God, as you begin to start breaking chains and and breaking down walls, Lord, I pray that the students can just have open hearts and open ears and and receiving minds here tonight, Lord. I pray that you speak through me, God, and speak to your students in Jesus' name. We all said... Amen. Okay, so many of you here today, uh, more likely than not, have been in some sort of a relationship, uh, whether it was a quick fling, maybe you dated somebody for three days and said, hey, peace, I, I just, uh, commitment, not my thing. Listen, some of you have been in relationships maybe for a couple months. Who here's longest relationship was just a couple months? Come on, be honest. Okay, who here has had over a year? Anybody ever hit a year? Come on, that's me going on. 
six years. Six years. Guys, I blanked. I'm in trouble tonight. Listen, but even, even then, we can all admit that relationships are hard. Some of you have probably never been in a relationship. Uh, feels bad, but maybe you had a really, really hardcore crush, right? And you were into this person. Whatever the case may be, we as people desire relationships. We want to be in relationships with people. And the thing is, is our society today and culture today has given us false expectations of what a real relationship should look like. You say we see it in the movies, we see it in the TV shows, all over social media. We see the way that, you know, couples are portrayed. Uh, Aaron loves watching a show called uh, Love Island. <laughs> and so it's just, it's one of those dating shows. It's just like The Bachelor or anything else that you guys look at or watch on TV. This world has given us such a false look at what relationships should be. And so what we see is we see nothing is compared to what God wants to give you. And so here's the truth today. More and more kids are dating around more often. And from an early age, kids in, in elementary are considering themselves dating other kids. And more and more marriages are failing. It's a sad truth. And I think if I can share with you how to seek biblical relationship, that you will find that relationships are good and that they can last so let's, let's get into this. Let, let, let's take it back to Genesis because what we saw, what we looked at was the creation of man, the creation of us. But before we were created, God made many other things. Okay, I want you guys to participate with me here, okay? Okay, his word says that he created light and saw that it was good, all right? He created the dry land and the seas and the oceans and he saw that it was and he brought the earth forth with grass and vegetation, and God said that it was. And he says he made the stars. It says he made the moon. He made everything, and he says that it was. Look, we're going to keep going. It says he made the sea creatures. Yes, that means even the sharks and the alligators, and he said it was. Good. He saw that it was good. And then God made all the animals of the lands, like your favorite dogs and cats. And, and for some reason, Aaron loves cows. And he saw that they were good, right? And he also made all the bugs and the insects. Yes, even the mosquitoes too. And he saw that they were good, believe it or not. And then after that, God makes man. And we see for the very first time that God, God notices something different. He says the making of mankind and everything that he created was very good. But he says these words also for the first time. If we skip down a couple verses, he says, it is not good. And so he's not saying that man wasn't good. He didn't mess up. God is perfect. He didn't make a mistake. No, what he noticed was that there was something missing. And so when we read that verse, Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, we read it in its entirety in full context. It says, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And so as you can see from the beginning of time, there was relationship. And from the beginning of time, God saw the importance of relationship. You see, God knows more than anyone else about relationships. His main desire is to be in a relationship with you. And I can tell you now, students, if you don't have a relationship with God first, you're going to be looking in all the wrong places. You're going to be looking in all the wrong places things to find a relationship 
and somebody else. You see, God wants us to be in a relationship that works. Say it with me. God wants us to be in a relationship that works. But in order for us to be in a godly relationship, in order for us to be in a relationship that works, we have to learn how to love ourselves. Because we can't love somebody else if we don't know how to love ourselves. Let's go into Matthew chapter 22. This is Jesus talking. He says, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You see, Jesus here is giving some of the greatest commandments. And he says, first, above everything else, love the Lord. Love God, love Jesus above everything else. And then he says the second greatest command, and it's to love your neighbor. But he tacks on something there at the end. What does he say there? Love yourself. And this is where we learn the importance of, hey, if I'm going to be able, or if I'm going to have to begin to start learning to love somebody else, i got to first learn how to love myself. i got to look at what God's word says about me. Some of you today have let the world define who you are. Some of you today have let the world tell you lies, and you've begun to start believing those lies. Some of you today have let your friends' opinions decide who you are. And I know a lot of you today look at celebrities, and a lot of you today look at your peers, and you think, hey, if I can only look like him, if I could only look like her, I wish I was like him a little bit more. I wish I was like her a little bit more. It's no lie that comparison has plagued this generation and even my generation. It's something that we struggle with because this generation has been inundated with the highlight reels of everyone's life. I mean, you look at Instagram, you look at Snapchat, and the only thing you're seeing people post are some of the greatest and funnest moments of their life. We don't get to see the nitty-gritty. We don't get to see the negative things. And so what we look at are false images of a perfect life. And some of you today may struggle with self-love. Honestly, I think a lot of you today may struggle with self-love. And when it comes to just the way your body looks, a lot of you get very hesitant with even considering loving yourself. But let me tell you, God loves you just the way you are. And yes, you can get skinny, you can get fit, you can get jacked or ripped, whatever you want to say, but these outside features will never change the inside features. If your heart is never fixed, nothing else you do will matter. And you know, it's sad to say that today's generation is so caught up with comparison that we don't know how to understand who we really are. Because we've been so focused on what the world is. And here's the sad truth. Some of us treat ourselves so badly. We say things like, you're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too loud. Uh, you've got acne. You're not funny enough. You're too quiet. You're too shy. And these are only some of the very ugly things in dishonest truth that we tell ourselves. And in turn, we violate ourselves and we devalue ourselves and we begin to settle for way less than what we know we desire. And it's not just our bodies we violate, it's then our hearts too. And we allow others to inevitably do the same to us. We use our own words to continuously, continually put us down. 
And you see, this isn't what God has called us to do. No, it's not even what God has said about us. And so what I'm telling you today, guys, is that you can't believe the lies of the enemy. It's not who God has called us to be. It's not who God says you are. You see, loving yourself, it sounds pretty straightforward, and, and it may sound prideful or conceited, but there, if, you, if you handle it with biblical truth, it's not. So I want to pull some scripture about love. First Corinthians chapter 13 talks about love, and in verse 5 it says this. It says, love, it's talking about love. Love is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. So we're going to kind of just break this down. How many times do we talk about ourselves in such a rude manner that we would never say to anyone else? Who here has ever said some pretty raunchy things about yourself in private? Let's be honest. The is like, I'm perfect. I know I am. You know, I remember when I was a kid, my mom bought me this really cool bike. I mean, it was super sick. You guys ever seen those lowriders, like where the handlebars are like super high and people are just like, you know what I'm saying? My mom bought me this. It was green. I remember she bought my brother the same one and I hated it because we matched. But anyways, it was the coolest thing. It's like a low rider bicycle. Me and my brother used to cruise around uh, the neighborhood all the time. But the thing was, it only took me two weeks to break that thing. Two weeks. And two weeks, that, bright, that, that, that bike, bike was broken. Got to set a problem. And I remember thinking how stupid I was. And how I always mess things up and that I'm a failure and that I can't be trusted with anything and that I'm clumsy. I was a child thinking this way. A child. And some of you may have not had a bike that broke, but maybe it was a relationship. Maybe it was a friendship. And maybe it's the way you have just lived your life in general where you tell yourself these lies. But I know that we as people tend to be the most rude to ourselves. Now, I want to say something, and it's addressing the next part of this verse. Loving yourself doesn't mean putting yourself above everything and everyone else. The world has taken the meaning of love yourself and twisted it. What a good biblical principle of self-love is, is totally different. Self-love is knowing what God has called you and not letting anything or anyone else tell you differently. It's not putting yourself above others, and it's not putting other people down because, hey, self-love, baby. No, it's recognizing what God has called you and who he's called you to be. So that's the next part of this verse that says love is not self-seeking, and that's not who we are. So let's continue, because I wanted to make that abundantly clear. Let's continue into our next verse. It says, the next part of that verse, it says, love isn't irritable. How many times have you been irritated at yourself? I mean, a lot, right? Who here? Listen, I've been so irritated at myself. Raise your hand if you've done this. I've literally vocally yelled like, and, and told everybody around me, man, I'm just so irritated with myself, man. Like, why, why did I do that? Why did I mess up? Who, who's ever like literally vocally said, man, I'm just so irritated with myself? I'm glad I'm not alone. But what comes out of irritation? Words of self-doubt, ugly, dishonest, and no good words about ourselves. We begin to flood our minds with these un, unreal expectations of who we think we should be. And we can't let irritation 
at some of our mistakes cause us to slip into moments where we hate ourselves. And most importantly, love doesn't keep a record of wrongdoings. You see, a lot of the times we, when, when we mess up and we look at the things we've messed up, some of us tend to say, look, man, I've already messed up this much. I can't get any better. Look, I'm stuck where I'm at. There's no way that I'm going to be able to change. You're not loving yourself when you keep that record of wrongs. Listen, the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. This isn't how we're supposed to love ourselves. And so when we look at what this, this scripture says, it's, it's a good formation of what we're, where we can avoid the same and common mistakes that we make daily. When we look at ourselves, we have to learn to love ourselves. We have to first equip ourselves with what God has said about us. So what does he say? I mean, he, he, we say, you know, we think we are unlovable. How many here, honestly, just, let, let's, let's just do something. Everybody, bow your heads, close your eyes. Leaders, you can, you can lift your heads. And listen, nobody else is looking around, just the leaders. Everybody bow their heads, close your eyes. I had somebody tell me about this, and, and I just want to, it's perfect opportunity right now, and I just want to make sure that nobody here is alone. Who here has ever felt unloved? Okay. It's just about everyone in here. You go ahead and lift your hands. I want to tell you guys a truth right now. God says that we are forever loved. In Romans chapter 8, verse 38, it says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. For those of you who have struggled with self-love, for those of you who may not even feel love from your own family members, or maybe you're even friends, I want to tell you now that the creator of the universe is so deeply and affectionately in love with you forever, and that there's nothing you can do that's going to separate you from his love. There's nothing in this world that can come against us. And so, I mean, man, when I think about that, when I think about the Almighty Father, the creator of the universe, man, it just gets me, it empowers me. It gets me on my feet knowing, hey, if God is for me, if he loves me, there's nothing else that can come against me. Here's another one. When we think that we have failed God, he says we are victorious in Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 says, But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's another thing that God says about us. In Psalm 139, this one's really popular, says, We are fearfully and wonderfully made. 1 Peter says that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, that we are the children to God. We are the heirs to his throne. And I've said this before, but we've been adopted into his family. And so there's nothing that can stand against us. There's no lie that the enemy can put into our heads. There's nothing that we can believe because God has called us higher than the same self-doubt that we have and the ugly, dishonest words that we tell ourselves. Listen, today, guys, I want to tell you, before you ever can even handle a relationship 
with someone else, you got to figure out your relationship with yourself. And even before that, your relationship with God. And I want to encourage everyone here to know that God is for you and that he's never against you. And that today he wants to set you free from the chains of comparison. He wants to set you free from the ugly thoughts that you've been thinking, the dishonest truth that you tell yourself every morning when you look in the mirror, every time you walk past yourself, when you begin to start looking at yourself in that ugly way. God wants to fix those broken pieces and put you back together and show you who you really are. I believe tonight that if you just surrender to him, that Jesus is going to set you free from it. Your mind and your thoughts, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and believe these words that he says about you, I know you can be changed. And I know you'll see a shift in perspective. I want everybody to stand to their feet with me. Can we get a track plan, something soft? Make me sound a little spiritual up here. Guys, life isn't a dating game till you find out you know, who the right person is. But I believe that if you handle yourself right now, you'll be able to know before you ever put time into a relationship if it's worth it. Because a lot of you just keep dating around and you keep hopping from person to person, but the truth is you've never really found yourself secure in Jesus. And maybe you say, hey, I'm saved. Look, I know Jesus. I read my Bible. I, I, I say my prayers. but do you know Jesus and what he says about you? Have you truly accepted the words that he says about you? Because if you haven't, you're never going to move forward. You see, we can't keep treating ourselves like we are below what God has called us. If you devalue yourself, you will inevitably end up treating your neighbor or even your future spouse the same way. So in order to learn to love yourself the way that God intended, you have to build a relationship with God, who is love. Because remember, your relationship with him is your ultimate relationship. But then loving yourself means accepting who God created you to be. And as hard as that may be for you, or as hard as that may sound, it means taking the time to find your fulfillment in him and realizing then only he can fill the emptiness you feel inside. So if today that's you with, with everyone looking around, no heads, no heads bowed, no eyes closed, because listen, when we bowed our heads earlier and every, everybody raised their hand when, they, when I asked, has anyone here ever felt unloved? Nobody should be alone up here. If today that's you, and you know it's time that you start loving yourself the way that God intended, I want to give you an opportunity up here at the altar. Leaders, if we can come to the front, I want to give you an opportunity to talk to somebody for them to pray over you, but I also want to give you an opportunity to come to the altar and get on your knees and just lay down all these heavy burdens. Ask God to change your mind. Ask God to reveal to you the truth that he said about you. Listen, you're not alone. You never will be. This world, we go through so many similar things, and that's why God created us to be in fellowship and in relationship with each other. I want to give you this open altar to come up and pray. If you guys can just pick a worship song, something slow, Reckless Love is fine. And we're, we're going to worship, but most importantly, I want to give you the opportunity to pray. So come on forward. Come to the front. Come. If that's you, come on. Come to the front. Come right now, because listen, I know some of you, or even a lot of you, are struggling with relationships. And I know maybe you've been dealing with lust. Maybe you've been doing things that you know you shouldn't. 
And it all stems from being broken inside. And maybe you don't realize it now, but you will in the future. So come on, don't hold back. Come up and just let go of what the world wants to tell you and hold on to the truth that God says about you. Well, hey, thanks again for tuning in this week. We really hope that you were blessed by today's message. Why don't you consider sharing this message with a friend who may need it? And if you really liked it, subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages like this one. Remember, you are loved. Have a blessed week.